Hey everybody, this is Jeff Ashkin in Los Angeles, California with Roy Cole in Jersey City, New Jersey and Derek Kessler in Yokohama, Japan. And this is Coast to Coast to Coast, part two of our discussion about our favorite roller coasters with special guest Jason Schwab. Enjoy. What is your runner-up for the greatest roller coaster of all time? My runner-up is a ride called Twisted Colossus, and it's in Six Flags Magic Mountain in California, right near here. Um, and this this ride used to be a big wooden roller coaster, um, and it was in the movie um, National Lampoon's Vacation, giant wooden roller coaster that they rode at the very end. And it was a good ride, and then you know over the years it had modifications made to it and, and fixes and changes that a lot of people ended up not liking and it wasn't a very popular ride. And then in the, in about like in the early 20 teens, like 2013, 14, there was this company that came to be called Rocky mountain construction. And they started changing old, bad wooden roller coasters into these way better rides. Um, and this ride Colossus got converted into twisted Colossus. And now it's like one of the best rides that I've ever been on. And the, and they've done this to a lot of wooden roller coasters around the country. And they actually did it to a ride in Japan as well. Derek, in case you want to take a train ride. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's near Nagoya. Um, but uh, they've turned this ride into this incredible, it goes upside down, which is crazy. It, it basically does these inline twists where you ride upside down for a second and then, um, go right back right side up and it actually goes around the track twice and it races basically so like a train is released it goes around the track and then another train is released and you race with it when it catches up to you and it's uh a lot wow. of fun yeah not for the faint not for the faint of heart if you are afraid of going upside down uh or afraid of steep drops or coming out of your seat you're not gonna like it but if you like any of those things it's the it's pretty damn good I'm not afraid of nothing. Anyway, so. <laughs> well, Derek, Roy. You, you just waiting? said you're afraid of being upside down. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I don't like it. I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> I don't like it. I can, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going upside down. I'm like, uh, I'm going upside down. Uh, it's like a chore yeah. for you to go upside down. Yeah, it's a chore. Yeah. <laughs> big difference. That's a big difference. Anyway, Eric, how about you? I would like to discuss a roller coaster in japan on my side of the coast um which is called the dodompa mm. fuji islands yep okay so jason maybe has already visited or has at least heard of it i uh, i've never i've never been to fuji Island, but i rode by it on the highway in japan and i was very sad not to go in but yeah so uh for those of you who don't know fuji highlands is uh one of the premier amusement parks in Japan for uh, enthusiasts of extreme rides, particularly roller coasters. And I remember way before I was into Japan, way before I was um, planning on living here for, for any part of my life, I remember reading an article about this roller coaster that had been recently built in Japan. Um, this was, you know, like 20 years ago, um, called the Dodompa, which goes, it, it starts out in... So talking about subverting the buildup 
the gradual incline of a roller coaster. I thought that when I first read about the Dodompa, it was the ultimate subversion of that because it goes from a completely stopped state into over 100 miles per hour in less than two seconds. Okay. <laughs> so when I, when I read that stat, I was pretty much decided that I was going to go to Japan at some point and also go on this roller coaster. Um, Fujikyu Highland is pretty out, like Jason said, it's not like in a really convenient place to go. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And so you kind of have to have this purpose to go there. And it's several hours outside of Tokyo. So it's not something you can even do on, if you're going to like have your first trip to Japan and come here for like a week or two weeks or something, you, you even have to put aside a, a good amount of time um, to like outside of like the traditional uh, sightseeing, you know, you're probably going to spend some time in Tokyo and Kyoto and Osaka and stuff like that. So it's, it's like far from all of those places. So you have to take the time to go there and then go on this one ride. So it's no easy task to, to visit unless you come here for that being one of your specific purposes. But I remember going on it and just, I remember my heart beating so much when I sat in that seat, just knowing that I was going to go that fast in that short of time. And at the time it was the most, the, the fastest roller coaster in the world, I believe, uh, definitely the fastest acceleration. Um, I believe it might've been surpassed since then, but um, I still think it holds up really well. And it just has that really cool um, buildup, not in the sense of it going anywhere, but you just sitting in that seat uh, completely motionless. And then you don't know when it's going to start and take off. So that to me was one of the coolest roller coaster experiences I've ever had. And I recommend roller coaster enthusiasts enthusiasts to visit uh Fujiku Highland. Uh not only for the Dodompa, they have a couple of other really cool roller coasters there too. So it's definitely a cool place to visit. Awesome. Yeah, I took a tri- I took a trip to Japan 5 years ago with my wife and we wanted to d- we 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 dedicated two days to the Tokyo Disney Resort, and um, that was like kind of our only theme park or amusement park that we did. Um, but I want to go back there someday and literally just do a amusement park road trip of Japan because they're 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 all over the place, just like here, and it looks incredible. Dodonpa particularly looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, Roy. Roy? Uh, oh, I have to do uh, two of them, don't I? Uh, I actually, uh, I only had one, but I'll make one up right now. Um, I guess, uh, I think all my roller coasters have been at either Disney World or Universal, actually. Um, but I guess, uh, for my number two, I would go with Space Mountain. Um, this is kind of lame because you guys already touched on all the things that, that kind of made it cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like the fact that it's pitch black for a lot of the ride. And uh, yeah, you can't tell what's going on, so that adds like uh, an element of the uh, of fear to it. Uh, it's very nostalgic for me, and um, that's all I have to say actually about Space Mountain. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a cool roller coaster. Well, you know, I'm gonna say that I I'm gonna add on to what Roy said. Of course, Space Mountain is certainly my first indoor roller coaster, and my runner up. Uh, is going to be also an indoor roller coaster that's in the dark, but also has that theme we were talking about earlier. And I'm going to go with the Mummy, uh, Revenge of the Mummy, 
based on the uh, uh, the uh, Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy, of course, not the original uh, Mummy movie from the from the thirties. Anyway, but um, I specifically liked the one at Universal Orlando, and it was one of the experiences that I had where I felt like they play with the conventions of uh, roller coasters. There's what, I don't want to spoil it, but there's, well, I guess I'll spoil it. I mean, by this point, I mean, you, everyone who's listening to this podcast probably has been on this ride or would have been on this ride. Um, there's a false ending and there's a false ending on the roller coaster. Uh, someone says uh, the ride is over and then the mummy comes out and says, you're not, you know, your souls are mine. And then your, um, your ride continues for like another minute. And I thought that was a really cool uh, way to... Um, I uh, continue the ride in a way that played with the conventions of roller coasters and also, you know, lead that fear of what's going to happen next. And the ride is, didn't make me sick. So <laughs> I obviously enjoyed it. And uh, I like the, uh, the story element to it. So um, I'm sure you guys have been on it though, right? Didn't we? I think we rode that together, Jeff. Uh, maybe I, think so. I, I don't know if it, there's one in LA as well. Yeah, I've been yeah. on the one in, in LA. Um, and oh. I found it to be terrifying <laughs> the one in la i will say is it's nice and i've been on it many 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 times because i used to work at halloween horror nights and on my breaks i was just i was right next to the mummy so i would just go on there on my breaks um it's just it's just shorter than the ride in orlando and i feel like the ride in orlando you get it's a, like a full minute longer they just don't have the space to put um uh the uh the track in la so that kind of sucks but it is it's an enjoyable ride i enjoy it um, but it's definitely the, 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 the process, the process, the, the element that I'm talking about is only enjoyed in Orlando. So if you get a chance to go, I think it's, it's where Kong Frontation was, um, okay. the King Kong ride, which I also really enjoyed. I do miss that ride sometimes because I like that story element in that ride as well. You guys are going that Kong Frontation? Man, that was great. Yeah. Time. And for yeah. me, the Kong Frontation strongly, strongly relied on the, uh, the person operating the car because if they were a bad right. actor it was gonna it's gonna it's kind of a rough ride it's kind of a right cheesy last ride time, last time i was on it the ride actually broke down and she turned into like a tour guide she's like okay on your ride you'll see what we designed like she like completely changed modes from like being frightened to like being like a tour guide i thought oh, this, poor, this poor person she's got to do this she probably took improv classes yeah point. i kept saying yes and no i'm just kidding <laughs> anyway moving on all right now for the real main event the actual naming of our number one choices of the best roller coasters of all time. Jason, will you do the honors? <laughs> That's my drum roll. Um, <laughs> my favorite roller coaster of all time, the one that I, the first time I rode it, I was just like, I, I was like confused by how good it was, um, <laughs> was uh, Millennium Force at Cedar Point in Ohio. And this ride is tall is at the time it was by far the tallest roller coaster ever built. Uh, at least the tallest that goes in a full circuit. Um, it's 310 feet tall and it goes 92 miles per hour. And from the moment it starts to the moment it ends, you you're like, it's like, you don't even know what happened. <laughs> and um, it blew my mind. And I, I wrote it in 2000 when it opened. So it's a 20 year old ride. It's still really good. I wrote it. The last time I wrote it was in 2016 and it's just, and in 2016, it was still phenomenal. Um, it has these giant, you know, really high, almost, 
almost upside down curves, but it doesn't quite go upside down. It's more like very far to the side. Uh, they call it overbanked turns and uh, has a lot of big, you know, sort of camelback humps that you go over. And it has, I think, three tunnels. So like through the whole thing, you're like, what? what? Like you're surprised and then you're really surprised and then you're really, really surprised. And then at the end, you're just like, wow. So wow. and and then when you and this park is on uh, a peninsula that juts out onto Lake Erie, and so when you approach this park, you could all you see are just roller coasters all over the place, and then you see this one roller coaster that's taller than all the others. Um, it has since been surpassed, but um, uh, I, the first time I saw it, I just I was like I couldn't believe it was like I think it was maybe five six years after i had started to like roller coasters and i was kind of back at square one as far as the fear went i was like i can't believe i'm really going to do this but wow it's really a great ride and if you guys get, you, around, get there gonna, yeah yeah right. sorry I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna ask this of everybody who uh who's gonna present their number one and i'm gonna say would you recommend it to people who don't like roller coasters or do you think that it will it will make them like it or would you say only for roller coaster enthusiasts only uh, this one I would not. This should not be your gateway ride. I would I would uh, work your way up to this one. Just my okay. suggestion. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right, Millennium Force at uh, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. Okay, cool. Well, I'll check that out. All right, Derek. All right, I'm just gonna do it. My favorite roller coaster of all time <laughs> is the Hulk. Um, <laughs> look. Uh, I've been on a lot of great roller coasters, a lot that come close, but for me, nothing surpasses the Hulk at Islands of Adventure in Orlando. We were talking about how it subverts the whole um, incline experience, but the cool thing about it is when you're in that part of the ride, it's actually closed off. So you can't see from the outside what's actually happening when the ride starts. So it's a really big surprise if you don't know what's coming. Um, the other thing is the theme of the ride is just really cool. And while you're waiting in line, um, Bruce Banner is talking about how he's had these experiments go wrong. And the ride is basically an expression of this experiment that he's doing to try to stop his body from transforming into the Hulk. And if you've been on the ride before, you know that it ends up being a failure. And um, th that build up to the mo point from when you sit down up until, you know, when Bruce Banner's narration kicks in up until when it shoots you out of that hole. Um, there's just nothing like that experience for me. Um, it might not be the fastest or the tallest roller coaster, but I think it's certainly uh, one of the funnest. And so that's why I consider it my favorite. It kind of gives me, it kind of gets my heart racing just thinking about that introductory part, um, which I can't really say the same for any other roller coasters. And um, I would recommend it for people who maybe are unsure if they like roller coasters or not. Um, nice. Because it's just a lot of fun. It's got, it's, it's less on the extreme side and more of the fun side, I would say. You recommend it if someone has never been on an upside down roller coaster. And I do for sure. Because yeah. I think the, the fun, 
I think you're having more fun than you're having any fear of being upside down. I think the fun um, gets the better of that. All right, Roy. Okay, so my number one roller coaster is Dodon Pa. In, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've never been there. Uh, <laughs> my number one is also the Hulk. Because, um, because uh, one, you know, I've only been on like seven or eight roller coasters. Uh, but, but that was the best one uh, by far um, for reasons that, that everyone has kind of touched on. Um, uh, I like the fact that, that it spits you out immediately uh, before you have time to even react. Um, uh, I like when it takes your photo. I guess I do all roller coasters do that more or less now. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think all, so. Not all There's of them. Some... Not all of them, but uh, it's a definitely a good way for the park to capitalize on. Yeah. So I'm a sucker for for trying to, you know, do something unexpected for the photo op, which uh, you know you have to ride it a few times to kind of time uh what when they're gonna do the photo. Mm-hmm. Um. So I like that aspect of it. Um. It uh. It um got me over my fear of being upside down uh, on a roller coaster. Uh, I've never fallen out, and it's never derailed, which is nice. Um, it's interesting, Derek, you talk about like the, the buildup. Because uh, <laughs> most of the times I've been on it, I've had like a fast pass, or, or it's been through like a, like a work conference, <laughs> so there's been no line. Uh, so I like I'm actually completely uh, unaware of the storyline that that goes along with it. I'm just like it's the Hulk, um, <laughs> and, and I just go on it. Um, so you're but, there on uh, a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been there a few times for um for actuary conferences, mm-hmm. um where they shut down the park for just actuaries. And it gets pretty out of control once actuaries are in the park. Oh my park. gosh, actuaries running around an amusement park? That must be amazing. Are yeah, people yeah. Like, like, the chance of this crashing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are they like, calculating the odds? Or Yeah, yeah, they've determined statistically that they're unlikely to die, so, so wow. then they go on it. Um, I, a lot of actuaries uh, won't go on it. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, then uh, would I recommend it to people who don't like roller coasters i would not recommend roller coasters to people (laughs) who don't like roller coasters um you know it's interesting i um one time i went thailand's of adventure with my parents and um it like my mom hates roller coasters she hates rides actually she hates anything where she's not like walking on her two feet um and but we convinced her to take uh, to go on the Spider-Man ride, which has to be one of the tame. It's not a roller coaster, right? It's just like yeah. a, a ride. Um, and she did not like that. Uh, that was too much movement, uh, too much jostling about. Um, and uh, like we we thought that that would be like a good way to work her in to to more thrilling rides, and it had the opposite effect, where we could not get her to go on anything after that. So if somebody doesn't like roller coasters to that extent or rides to that extent, uh, I feel like the Hulk would be a bad idea. Um, but if you're, I guess if you're somewhat amenable to the idea of roller coasters, then, uh, then it's a good one to try because you don't really 
you don't feel um, uncomfortable. I would not say that that you feel uncomfortable at any point. Uh, your heart definitely races in the beginning, but uh, but it's not like a like a feeling of discomfort at any point. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So for me, I thought about the roller coaster that I think overall has the best experience, wherein I didn't get sick. Yes, I went upside down, but it was a nice gradual upside down, and it wasn't, uh, you know, like upsetting. And it's, I, it's not the fastest, it's not the, it's not the tallest, but it's just an overall great experience that I can go on again and again. It is the California Screaming, now known as the Incredicoaster. Mm. Yes. I just feel like that ride, it's got a lot of great twists and turns. It starts out, actually, it doesn't have the, the um, you know, the, uh, the slow acceleration either. It actually goes very quickly at the beginning as well. They recently rethemed it to The Incredibles. It doesn't quite work for me because, unfortunately, the theming is stationary on the coaster. And I'd love it to actually have some screens that move. But, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's difficult to do that. But... Overall, I just think it's a very good experience. If you don't like roller coaster, I still would say try it because it's certainly um, it's not it's not gonna make you really scared, or it's not gonna make you really uh, fear for your life or death. You know, fear for life or death. No, it's not gonna make you uh, fear that you're going to die, but it will make you, uh, I think, enjoy certainly the scenery. You get a great view of the whole park from there. And you get a, a great feeling of exhilarating sensation as it goes up and down uh, through their uh, peaks. I, I think Jason and Derek, I know you guys have both been on it. Roy, I don't know. Have you been on that one? I have not. Is that a Disney World? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Right? I should mention that. That is at uh, California Adventure at uh, Disney. Um, okay. Disneyland. In Disney Anaheim, yeah. uh, in Anaheim. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So it's at California Adventure, the California Adventure Park uh, out here in Anaheim. So. Yeah, I I actually took uh, my nephew who is in elementary school on that ride as his first upside down roller coaster, and he loved it. Yeah. yeah, it's just a very overall. I'd say it's a very good experience. Like I don't feel like it's into shocking you. I don't feel like it's into you know making you feel like you're going to die. But it just makes you feel like it kind of gives that classic. It almost it's modeled to be like a Coney Island type style roller coaster, at, like the Cyclone. But it, it's it's even made to look like it's wood, even though it's actually metal. Um, but it's, it's definitely the Disney version, the Disney version yeah. of, of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I really enjoyed it. I really think it's a great experience. Derek, did you, you wrote it, you liked it, right? Or yeah. Yeah. I like it. Jason, what do you think? I know you've been to California adventure many times. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, uh, California adventure is sort of growing on me. I mean, at, at the beginning, really? it, I, it, well, you went it was, to, I mean, I visited it probably when I, like in 2003, the first time and it, needed a lot of work and they did a lot of work with the cars land and everything. Um, but that, that roller coaster though has always been pretty good. Is that, are you asking about the roller coaster or the park in general? The park itself. Yeah. The park itself. Uh, it's a good park. Um, <laughs> I mean, Derek is, Derek is lucky. He's, he's right near Tokyo Disney sea. That park's way better than our park. Yeah. Oh, yes, true. <laughs> I have been, I can attest that as well. Yes. Disney sea is definitely 10 times. And that uh, part, the reason I mentioned that one was because the two, those two parks were built at the same time, right? And uh, apparently, I I read that uh, the builders of California Adventure were jealous of um, Tokyo Disney Sea's budget, as they should be. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say that uh, I would ride probably, try to say like, I don't know if I'd ride the Millennium Force, but um, I don't know. That's the only one I'm a little nervous about. Did you guys ride that? I've never been on it. I'd love to go. Um, it's it's, it's phenomenal. I, and it, it's, it is one of those rides where you could just say, if, if you like want to throw caution to the wind, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to die. I didn't die. You know, you're sure. Oh, yeah. It's sure. phenomenal. Um, <laughs> yeah. You might, and you don't go upside down. Um, it's just big, large curves and, um, you know, uh, hills. Um, but it's were you uh, were you in, in that part of Ohio specifically to go to the amusement park there, or did you yeah. have like other? No, this okay. part this park was big enough that I took uh, two different road trips. Uh, in 2000, I went with a friend from college, and we drove from New Jersey to Ohio specifically to go to this park. And then a year later, I wow. went with with friends from high school and drove out. It's like a eight hour, 10 hour drive. Um, this, this park though has 17 roller coasters. And so it's like a destination park and it has like hotels and, uh, Lake Erie. It's like, it's, it's one of those places where you get there and you're like, wow, I'm in the real America. (laughs) Not fake America. (laughs) I mean, yeah, as, as opposed to fake, uh, metropolitan coastal America, you're in the real America. Heartland. Did you, uh, do you drive past Cleveland to get to Ark? Yes. I, I like the idea of like skipping over one of the most uh, like populated cities in the country. Well, we went to, to the like, rock. Like this roller coaster. <laughs> we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too, as part of the trip. Oh, that's a okay. Big, that's a big okay. Game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's definitely worth seeing if you're ever there. That's phenomenal as well. But Cedar. Awesome. But Cedar Point is. Uh, like if you like roller coasters and you've never been there, you got to go there. It's just it's great. Oh, I think I will. I'll check it out sometime. I uh, I did like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I'll check out this uh, Cedar Point. I have heard of it, and I think I've heard of it mostly from you actually. I think you're the one who first told me about it. Yeah, if it ever comes up, I'll just start yapping about it. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. I like your recommendations. And speaking of recommendations, do you have anything you want to recommend? Uh, yeah, it's uh, something. Um... I mean, I, I heard a lot of people say good things about it, uh, you being one of them. But I finally watched uh, The Florida Project uh, mm. since it's on Netflix. And uh, I thought it was great. Um, I love that movie. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, it's it's like right up my alley because it's, it's a very, um, uh, I guess, subdued kind of movie. Um, mm. It's just following people around and capturing their lives as they go about their their daily grind um it's kind of a slice of life movie which uh you know one time in uh in creative writing class in college i wrote this very long story and the professor was like oh roy this is a good story but it's just a slice of life there's no conflict or anything and i was like what's wrong with that anyway i was very angry at, at her um anyway this movie is like a slice of life and it's really good and it makes me mad at my professor in college for for criticizing those types of stories um but yeah i just like um i like the fact that you're watching people that in real life they're they're 
probably probably like invisible to to most of the world um this this uh the milieu that they inhabit um but but you get to see what life is like from their perspective and uh it's a really good movie and it reminded me of a similar movie that also takes place in Florida that's also about people kind of on the fringes of society which is a uh, bully which mm. uh i think came out I don't know, 2003 around there yeah. um that, yeah. which is actually based on a true story a, a true event that happened right. um but uh yeah it reminded me of that movie in, in that you're just watching this kind of hyper realism um i like that the movie uh going back to florida project uh there's no score really there's no musical score I, I, except at the very end they play something but um but other than that there, there's no music throughout the entire film um and uh sometimes i prefer that cuz i feel like music can be used uh for nefarious purposes like they try to manipulate your emotions in a movie um and this movie uh just is not about that at all it's just follow these people's lives for for a little while and see what it's like so so yeah i recommend it it was one of, it was on my top 10 list of the movies of the decade so yes i i second your recommendation highly mm-hmm. um I, I really enjoyed the, as someone who grew up in Florida, like, like you and, uh, and Derek did, to me, it was, it was the closest I've seen to kind of the feeling of growing up in Florida. Just, and I don't know how to describe, even though they didn't take place where we grew up in Boca Raton, but the, the atmosphere and the way it was filmed was the closest I could see to how uh, life is like when you're growing up in Florida. Just, you know, the, the heat and the, the wanting to do something and not sure what to do, and you have to go, you have to walk long distances to get there. Just the minor, the minor details about it, just thought really resonated with me as well. So, oh, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to share something that uh, I I learned about after after the movie. I did some research, um, and I found out that uh, the main actress, not the the little young girl in the film, but but the adult. Um, she wasn't an actress at all. Uh, she was discovered by the writer director, uh, I guess, on Instagram, and um, and uh, she caught his eye, and uh, they gave her three weeks of acting lessons, and then they put her in the movie uh, opposite Willem Dafoe, you know, the Green Goblin himself, and um, and she kills it. She's like amazing in the movie. Yeah. Uh, which goes uh, along with a theory that I've always had, which is that acting isn't all that hard. Uh, because uh, how is it that this woman, who's never acted in her life, uh, after three weeks of training, uh, goes like toe to toe with Willem Dafoe and, and delivers? I actually th- thought she could have been nominated for Best Actress because she's really good in the movie. Um, but but yeah, she does a great job and. Uh, she had been only acting for three weeks, right? Imagine if you like tried to be a doctor, like a neurosurgeon, and you only had practiced uh, for like three weeks prior. That wouldn't work, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great analogy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, acting all you do, all you do is pretend, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's easy. Anyone can do it. 
That's so my acting show. rant. Everyone should move into LA, become an actor because it's easy. Anyway, uh, moving on. You have to have an Instagram first. That's how she got yes, discovered. So that is true. Um, no, yeah. but she is really good. She is really good in the movie, though. So there's no denying that. And I don't think she's done anything since. But I would be curious to see where she's going to go from there. Um, I was going to recommend a movie myself, and I haven't recommended any obscure movies in a long time. But I wanted to recommend an obscure horror film because, well, I just like obscure horror films. Um, this one, I would say, is horror that is on the level of disturbing horror. Now, you know, you might see a movie with a slasher, goes around, kills people, and it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's scary, and it's, it's, you know, has those, those scares where you just kind of jump out of your seat. But this one gets under your skin, and it just stays with you because it's not just horror. It's also disturbing and is sad. Is it the movie Under the Skin? That no, would, but that okay. would be a good guess, though. Okay, she um, said no. under your skin. Okay. I was like, it'd be like, well, well under your skin. No. Uh, I was going to say it's a movie by Lucky McKee. It's called May, M-A-Y. Nothing to do with the month. It just happens to do with the main character who is named May. And she's a lonely person who doesn't have very so many social interactions. And she decides one day to uh, make her own friend. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, as you may or may not know from people listening to this podcast, if you listen to all the episodes, I'm a huge fan of the book Frankenstein. And this has elements of that. Uh, she becomes a type of Frankenstein-esque doctor where she collects body parts. And I will just leave it at that. Um, the ending is very poignant and sad and scary at the same time. Um, I won't re reveal what happens, but i just put it this way. If you want a good psychological horror film that has the kills of a slasher movie, this would be it. And it also stars, uh, uh, as May, Angela Bettis, who I, I, it's not a lot of independent film, but also Anna Ferris, who of course was in Scary Movie, which, uh, so she has some familiarity with scary movies. And then uh, Jeremy Sisto, who I've seen from <laughs> time to time. But, yeah, yeah, it's not a scary movie though. A scary movie could be scary. No, no. Uh, and uh, Anna Faris, though, who's pretty amazing in a lot of things, um, is also in it. And um, I think it's just a really, it's a disturbingly good horror film. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but I would recommend it. If you like horror films and want a disturbing horror film, this, I would say, scarier than any roller coaster. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. But uh, if you're interested in, like I said, that kind of film, it's, it's worth seeking out and seeing it if you can. Thanks for joining us today. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover by sending us a message at coast to coast coast podcast at gmail.com. That's coast the number two, coast the number two, and then coast podcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your comments, your criticisms. If you have a roller coaster that we didn't get to today and you think we should have talked about it, send that to us. Let us know. And we'll talk to you all next week. And that's pretty much the show, guys. Nice. Right on time. Yeah, it's, uh, awesome. yeah it's Let me know if anyone emails you with coasters that we forgot to mention. I highly doubt anyone will email us about anything <laughs> ever. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs>